Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Hello, and thank you so much for checking out the Get Happy with Jay podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Jatan Woods. Today, we continue our panel discussion on race. So we will pick up with Ruben Ramirez, Alex Larson, and Michael Hurt. It's been a great conversation. I'm sure you're going to enjoy part two. But first, you guys, we are getting a very close to contest time. As a matter of fact, today's episode is episode number 47. And as promised, episode number 49 just because I happen to be 49 is an episode where I am going to have a really nice prize package giveaway a gift basket that's going to be full of books clothing other goodies and snacks for you it's going to be valued at over $300 I think that's going to be a nice little prize package and for episode number 49 coming up all you have to do is go to the website gethappywithj.com and you're going to have to on that particular episode episode. It doesn't count for any other episode, but on that particular episode, make a comment and you can say anything. You can offer us some constructive criticism. You can let us know what you have enjoyed about the podcast, but you also need to put your shirt size, whether you're male or female, put your shirt size in your comment because a couple of the items are going to be items of clothing and I want to make sure it fits. So we've got a couple episodes to go, but I want to give you guys a heads up and a reminder that that giveaway is coming. Now, without further ado, we're going to get right back into our conversation with Ruben, Michael, and Alex. Alex, have you heard any, and once again, you're not speaking for all <laughs> white people, let me stress that, but have you experienced or heard of any people that are Caucasian that might have that that fear of, you know, the country's changing. It's not looking like it did 20 years ago 30 years ago that that fear of the unknown and the fear of god forbid being a minority i know that you don't feel it but have you experienced that or can you see other caucasians that may absolutely um i actually i don't want to call it an argument i had a discussion probably about two weeks ago um just talking about constitutional rights and it started second amendment and and it kind of flowed and and i saw within the individual that i was having this this discussion with um get into you know it morphed into a different conversation and it morphed into the the power and control it morphed into the minority of of where we're at and what we're doing um and i think that hierarchy structure you know, like Michael was talking about, has existed since the turn of the century. Um, we still have looked at the situation, you know, you, you talked about the Native Americans actually being the, the sole individuals who don't have to worry about being called immigrants because they were here long before. But how long has it been since we've just been discussing the Dakota Pipeline? I mean, those individuals 
were treated in the same way as the riots back at Kent State. I mean, all of the situations where we're, we're spraying them with water or we're shooting them with guns. And those individuals who were white, privileged cowboys out there on, on the range walked away from it unscathed, mm-hmm. you know? And yet they said, well, we're going to build the pipeline and we're going to do whatever we want to do because we've got the money and that's what guides the conversation. <laughs> and how long till that pipeline started getting built? Till it went all over all of their sacred land all those reservations covered in oil and and so um just because you have the loudest voice doesn't mean that you're right and it's unfortunate in the world that we live in today because the money and the power and the control comes from the white man um you know you can you can google it if you want to google it but the simple fact that there is a certain percentage of millionaires that live in america and over half of those millionaires reside in congress I mean, you have 5% of the United States where people are considered at a millionaire status, and over 51% of our government is considered a millionaire. With the money comes the power, with that lobbyist and with that control. And it's, it's sad to get to a political state to say that's how we function as a culture and as a society, but, but it really does. Because if you don't have a job and you don't wish to work, or if you do wish to work and you need that assistance, where does that assistance come from? government assistance and so even though everyone pays into it and everyone could go get it if they want to it automatically becomes a subcategory of well only the people of color need it only the people of color are using the welfare and are taking our services and so they use that as a wedge to divide and constantly make it a talking point and you have an individual you know like bernie sanders a progressive and independent who had to declare a political party in order to run for president who said I believe equality for college education I believe equality for health care I believe equality for people making money we should find a way where the system works for everybody and in turn even his own party sabotaged him his own party said no 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 sir you're a white guy speaking up for people of color we don't have a place for you anymore shout out to Bernie we don't have we don't, you know we, we, we don't have a place for you Bernie 2020 um, you know, and and I and I'm not necessarily saying that I voted for Bernie Sanders, but I'm definitely the type of individual um, who has no problem <coughs> calling myself a liberal. But I will listen to Rush Limbaugh, and I will le- listen to Glenn Beck, and I'll listen to Fox News because if you don't educate yourself on both sides of the aisle, to speak to all sides of the aisle is really unfortunate. You so to, to get into a conversation like today, I make sure that I'm listening, not just this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> but to be able to know, you know, yeah. what are the talking points and yeah. who's blaming who, so you can make an educated decision versus just following. The fold. And I think that is I think that is a very healthy approach to um, anybody's stance. For example, you said Rush Limbaugh. You know, I used to work with a guy that every day he would go out to his car and listen to Rush Limbaugh and he would turn it up really loud. I'm thinking, dude, I can't even listen to music at that level. But the thing of it is, in recent years, what 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 has happened with me or what I've learned is that you got people that actually believe in what they're saying and have stances, and then you have talking heads. And and to me, the difference is, if you really believe that, and you really believe that, I respect you. But if you're just actually throwing out rhetoric because you're well-spoken and XYZ News channel or channel likes you, I can't mess with you. And, and keep in mind, how many followers do you have that not only listen to your rhetoric but then start believing it and implementing it and that's where i feel like that cultural wave stems from that you know what today we're going to join on the radio and we're going to start a rumor and we have enough people listening that that rumor is going to become fact by the time the day is over with it sounds like fox news and you and you hurt people you really truly hurt people 
I mean, yeah. that's the thing is that you, that you hurt people. Yeah. And now we're fortunate enough. I mean, I think social media and the internet is a very positive thing. It not only allows you to look into somebody's life without having to be with them. You know, I don't I don't have to live in your neighborhood to look in and see what's going on and still be able to maybe start identifying and bridge that gap a little bit. But also social media, what it's doing is it's pulling skeletons out of the closet. The other thing is, you know, I, I have this, I've always had this thought and, and uh, I still have it. Everybody is born with a moral compass. It's a compass, you know. If you take so many steps forward, you know, it's going to go right or it's going to go left or it's going to point up. So, so your moral compass tells you, hey, this is right, this is wrong. And where I get messed up is I don't understand how you can actually override that. How do you go to sleep at night knowing that what you did or said today was okay. I mean, I mean, I, I don't get that. Like, for example, and I'll, I'll use this example. I'm going to use very specific. There's a gentleman that I saw the video on Facebook. Um, he was driving a company van, and he followed a black guy to his house, pulled over and said, what kind of N-word are you? And, and the black guy turned around and said, what? He said, what kind of N-word are you? So he said, so you know you're being filmed right now. He was like, yeah, but what kind of... So he got fired. Duh. And then, next thing I saw was, he said, that guy ruined my life. No, yeah. dude, your life was ruined I before you got... Well. Your life was ruined when you accepted the seed that was put inside of you. Well, and that, actually, to yeah. be honest, that is the only way that people are being held accountable for this ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when That's people it. call the police for these ridiculous reasons, first of all... I think a part of this lies with the police that why are you even responding on something that's ridiculous Boom. and there's not a crime being committed? Boom. First of all, why bother respond? A lot of time, most of the time the police get there, they do not handle the situation well. So the only justice happens is when these people are put on blast and these videos go viral and their employers fire them. Yeah. Even yeah. when police officers gun people down. Right. The reason it keeps happening is because there's no accountability. Mm-hmm. You might get a charge every now and then, but who's gotten convicted? What right. police officer has right. actually gotten convicted and what for life killing? Has ever been brought back? Yeah, an unarmed person. So I think in those situations, it's it's a good thing, but it's also sad that these companies that see these videos yeah. are the ones that are bringing about some justice yeah. when they fire these idiots. So and I, I, I'm sorry. I told a guy. I told a, a friend of mine. I said that N word is very expensive. Very, very expensive. Yeah. He said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, I said, well, you now feel like you want to use the N-word. And you want have wanted to use it so long. When do I get in? When do I get in? When do I get in? Now. And then you say it, and you've gotten fired. Now you don't have a pension. You're done. You have kids. They, you, you don't have a job anymore. You really wanted to say that that bad? That That's just me. That That's how I see it. Uh, I, have, I have a question, um, and it may be playing the devil's advocate, but since you put me on the spot, I figured the least that I could do is, <laughs> is ask in return. Um, because we know how prevalent it is, um, and you know, you talk about things like, and just as, a, as an example, like the Me Too movement, not to get sidetracked, but people talk about the victimhood of the Me Too movement, and so is it true that these things are happening and whatnot? How do you feel, as individuals of color, um, is is that also happening in in the police brutality situations, um, in the Black Lives Matter situation? 
so often we look at, at the cops as wrong and not convicted, as, as she alluded to. Do you see people in the Latino or black community or other minority communities who purposefully incite a situation because now we know the rhetoric is I can videotape it. I can I can blame somebody like that. I mean, I, I was asked whether or not white people are becoming, you know, the minority yeah. and, and, and how police react to it. I guess the question is, as a society on on your side of the coin that I don't I don't live in the daily, what's the conversation like? Oh, I could go out and do this, and the cops are you know I'll videotape them and I'll get a lot of money for it, or I'll, I mean, that, that I guess that's my devil's advocate question. How, how does it play on on your side of the world? It, it, I don't I, when it comes to Latino meeting, I don't think that happens. We try to stay away from police officers as much as possible. Yeah. As it is, uh, we don't try to provoke yeah. anything. We don't want no issues. We really just don't want to, you know, what I'm saying, get into with any government official. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because we understand what's going on right now because man uh, if you guys haven't read on it bro there's people there's mexicans getting deported that were born here you know what i'm saying and i don't yeah. want to ever I just even read a story this that, morning about that, that situation yeah, and stuff like that because man correct. like i have so much things going on right now right now for me man going to mexico right now and being just dropped off at a spot that i don't nobody you know what i'm saying so you feel like in your community at least like the risk versus the reward is not even a thing no it's not well, man we ain't looking yeah. for no payout we ain't and no, for you know me as a black person i'm not going to incite anything because even with videotape evidence people aren't being convicted exactly. no yeah they're getting so i'm paid surely leave. not going to think paid i'm going to more than i I'm gonna, be, yeah. There, right. there's more people being put on vacation for yeah, killing folk than anything. Good, so yeah, I'm yeah. not inciting it, but I think in a way, a little bit of what you're saying speaks to this thing of, and and I've heard this argument. Well, once the police arrive, then it's on you to behave a certain way. You know what I mean? And it's and it's not because we can see instances, and I can say specifically the Philando Castile incident, where the young man was in Minnesota. And he was pulled over with his fiance, and their four-year-old child was in the back. And that was an example of someone who did everything right. He never raised his voice to the police Nothing. officer. Nothing. He, he was very accommodating. He even identified his firearm. Yeah, he identified right. his firearm. Right. He had a right to bear that arm. He had a FOID, a valid right. FOID card to be able to carry that right. that uh, sidearm identified it and was still shot in yeah. cold blood in, in front, front of, of his, his so and, and i think that's a conversation unfortunately it, it reminds me of the civil rights movement which i'm not that old and i didn't live it but when you had to tell people uh honey don't don't look at the white folk in the face you know, or, or, or things like yeah. that and it's like now yeah. fast forward 50 years later we're having to have conversations of how do you behave when a police officer comes or pulls you over and right. that's not fair to put all that onus on us as right. to how we're supposed right. to react right. when e we're gunned down even when we don't do anything wrong and so. just 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 to piggyback i'm sorry just to piggyback on that it's fun i mean it's like you were picking my brain here's the deal and i think it's going on today i'm not slamming any social event that's going on to for the betterment of people that said i have a problem with people of color especially black people, having to have an organized event to teach you how to inter interact with police officers. I have, to this day, heard of an event where police officers are being trained and learning how to interact with people. Well, we'll give him better training. Here's my thing. So, 
in some capacity, you have been involved or interacted with black people your entire life, including pre and during your police career. And now all of a sudden you're afraid of us? No, you're not. You just see it's easier to pull the trigger. And as a black man, I'm highly offended. And I'm, you said mouthy. <laughs> That's very. That's a very kind word to use. I'm a little bit more than mouthy because the thing of it is, I don't feel like I should have to walk out of my house every day and say, hey, you're just going to the grocery store, but understand, you're a black man. Not good. Not good. And that bothers me because white people don't have to do that. I have a friend, my, my, my very best, best friend. His son just turned 16 and he has a car now. He had to sit him down and explain some things to him. What is that about? Why? I, I, that is totally unfair. But if he didn't explain them to him, he would felt like, man, I kind of left my son hanging. He got pulled over and I didn't tell him, don't, don't say anything back. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's very deep. It's very deep and very broad. I mean, and the thing is, is when you're coming into youth and whatnot, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. bringing that up, like it, it's such a, it, it's, it's, it's sad. Because um, last year I went to go speak at Pure Manual and uh, I was uh, I was very I was very you know appreciative of the opportunity and I saw the kids were way more attentive because the, the p person that spoke before me was a police officer. Those kids were on their phones, weren't even paying to mind. Yeah. I just saw the psychological divide and the principal and superintendent saw that too. They saw a police officer went to speak, and paid no mind. I came to speak, the kids were off their phones. They were attentive and whatnot. It's just sad to see that there's such a divide already between the two, you know what I'm saying? And I, they, they kind of, and, and it's, I'm not trying to take nobody's job from speaking or anything, but they, they realize that they can't put a badge in front of these kids one more, you know? And even to speak to that in, in, in my daily, you know, workings with, with kids in prevention education and such, um, we talk about finding trusted adults when you need to disclose something and you need to get away and get help. And we talk about mom and dad and a doctor mm -hmm. and we'll even say, you know, a police officer or a fireman. And you would be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, that kids younger than fifth grade, I mean, we're talking kindergarten to third and fourth grade, when you say, is a police officer a, a trusted adult? Ma, I wouldn't talk to a cop, no way. <laughs> and <laughs> Because the, the, the culture is already instilled not only yeah. by what they see modeled at mm -hmm. home, yeah. but yet what they, they already assume to be not a positive experience for them. Exactly, man, and, and, it's, and it sucks. Bro. I don't want to <laughs> explain to the person why they should listen to me more than someone in the badge, because the thing is, she's, she brought up earlier, not every cop's a bad person. I've met some cool cops, and I've met some cops that, that have called out hit their, their, their partners on, you know, some discrimination ordeals, and you know what I'm saying. So, but I'm struggling on the daily with an 8-year-old who thinks I can never go to a police officer. Yeah. And that's that's something huge for the America Very. that we live in. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's not cool. No, because and, I, I think it, it definitely got worse because... I remember as a child, you know, I wanted to grow up to be a police officer. I wanted to be the change. But the thing is, when I wanted to go to Chicago and try something. But when I'm one person on a payroll compared to 50,000 other police officers, this is, I have to do cover so much ground to, to make a change in anything. And it's kind of like what we talked about, you know, when I mentioned earlier, just, just knowing that, that kind of that mob mentality where the flow of, of everybody else goes, you kind of go with and you become collateral damage, unfortunately, yeah. because that one speaking up, like that's no longer your livelihood. I've, yeah. I've worked my whole entire life to be a cop and then you get into a corrupt system and when you decide to take that moral compass like yeah. Michael talked about and you know and, and jump towards doing the right thing you might not have a job anymore. Nobody mm -hmm. at work wants to talk to you. Nobody wants to be your partner. It kind of sounds like Colin Cat, bro. Like, exactly. He, he, exactly. 
and that's still a huge issue too yeah. that we need to address. Jerry yeah. Jones is a fool. I'm just putting that out. Yeah, there. Jerry Jones. Thank you. I, I but, like you. But change is brought about. <laughs> let's be honest. Change is brought about by sacrifice, and I think as a whole, when you look at our society, how many people are really willing to sacrifice? And sometimes it's with your life. When you look at the civil rights movement and those people went and when they left their homes to go march, you look at the Freedom Riders, they went, they left their homes. They went with the mindset that there's a very likelihood, a good chance that I'm not gonna come back. And they had to leave family, loved ones, but the change was important enough to make those sacrifices. And I just don't see it today. And and even looking specifically at the black community and one of the things that, you know, just boggles my mind about how there's such lack of unity among us, it's that we have this mentality that as long as me and mine are okay, Uh then the rest can go. I've got my job, I've got my home, I'm not risking that for anybody. Mm -hmm. And until people are really willing to make sacrifices and that's one of the reasons why I respect Kaepernick so much because he his career was over from speaking up and yep. he didn't care. He's yep. like these millions of dollars be damned. Yep. I'm going to speak up and I'm going to do what's right mm-hmm. and I am really um not that I'm going to watch cuz I'm not I'm not watching the NFL at all. Boo. But how many of those players are going to stand up? And I was saying it last season. I was like these players are acting like they are owned. Mm-hmm. You own a team. You mm-hmm. don't own human beings. That's, that is and correct. for them, for the majority yeah. of yeah, the uh, NFL correct. to be African-American, yeah. mm-hmm. how dare you go on that field and not take the knee right. yeah, no, to show that, that, that you, don't, you don't own me. You may own this team. You may take my job, but you are not going to take my dignity. Mm-hmm. You are not going to take mm-hmm. my self-respect. Mm-hmm. And, see, and if they took one Sunday on any given Sunday and all those players of color and their allies, white, whoever, to say, I'm boycotting today. Not only am I going to take a knee, I'm not taking the field until yeah. things change. And then you watch. That's how change happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sacrifice. some people yeah, may be fired, yep. but it's called sacrifice. And right. I'm going to just see how many of those players are going to have the cojones right. to stand <laughs> up. Well, not stand up, to kneel uh, yeah. Yeah. and to make that sacrifice. Because yeah. I had um, a black person that, that came on the show, and she's like, those guys, you know, you're you're asking them to sacrifice millions. And I'm thinking people sacrifice their lives. Right. You're talking about money. Worth? There yeah. are people that are dead to make yeah. sacrifices right. for the change. For you to be able to have the opportunity right. to come on here and even right. say that someone right. died for that. Yeah. So unless yeah. sacrifices are being made real sacrifices by people, I don't see the change. No, and and, and a shout out to the NBA. NBA's called out the NFL. Numerous yeah. of times, I say you're really gonna fund your like you're really going to uh, trying to you know build your players for standing up for what they believe in, and even the the GM of the NBA, he's called out like all of our leagues are predominantly African American. If they can't stand <laughs> up for them, you know you know. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the NBA, they were really pro you know kneeling mm-hmm. and whatnot, and they're like if we our players want to protest, they can go ahead freely in our league. Right. We, don't, we don't have no issues right, there right, 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 because right. I mean it's not during the game, and then the thing is. 
people need to understand it's nothing against the military it's nothing against no. that because Colin he used to sit and then a veteran asked him if he could kneel because kneeling is a sign of respect I remember when I played rugby and someone every time someone got hurt someone took a knee we respect it we sent prayers you know what right. I'm saying right. so it, it's just a sign that we're, we're trying we're woke you know what I mean you're gonna, you're gonna put millions of dollars in my face but you're gonna try to tell me that there's people getting locked up in, in Texas right now in cages right now I'm gonna mm-hmm. protest that you know what I'm saying I guess yeah. the the only um, the only question I have about yeah. it and I like I said I'm a liberal individual I think what they're doing is an amazing thing and bringing social awareness to what's happening mm-hmm. um, but it's still a job and that's mm-hmm. and that's that's the rough part like can you go into your office or wherever you want to go and, and do what they're doing and not get fired from your job I mean that that's mm. that's the double edged sword is that we have that freedom of speech even yeah. though it doesn't apply constitutionally to what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, you know, walking into a place and saying I don't believe this is right. Well, in the state of Illinois, it's an at will employment. You can leave us and we can leave you. So if you don't think it's right, we'll see you later. And and so my question is, as much as I stand with them mm. or kneel with them, yeah. I believe that everybody has a right to have a voice. Mm-hmm. What are the constructs? of those contracts what is the expectation of that ownership and of of that business ceo and if not then then don't play here anymore the I mean, thing well that's what, what, yeah. I, what i was going to yeah. say on that on that part mm-hmm. if you i mean a job and a career are two different things you feel me i'm not going to go to my server job and just kneel out of nowhere you know there's no platform for it <laughs> and not really any recognizable people are going to notice it but be. would you address every table that you go to and say hey you know are you guys aware of what's going on or I mean, I'll be out shopping at a retail mm-hmm. establishment, and someone from a religious affiliated group will come up and say, "Hey, have you accepted Jesus Christ? If not, let me talk to you for a minute. Uh, whether I have mm-hmm. or I haven't, you know, that's is that the right time? Is is how do I feel? Am I comfortable? Is who I'm with comfortable? Are they an atheist, agnostic? Is it you know? So the question is, like, you have that capability, yeah. whether you utilize it or not, and they are. But the question is, what's the ramifications? What's in your job? If you started doing that at every table or, or every person you greeted in a customer service, would your boss say, "That's re- we really don't have a place for that right now. You need to respect that this is not the place for it or or you need to find another place for employment. Now the thing, I'm going to find another place for employment. Because yeah. yeah. if, right. if I can't find the comfort, like being comforted <laughs> where, where somewhere where I can you know, speak my mind or whatnot, obviously I'm not going to throw it in people's face. I never throw religion in people's face. I don't throw my views in people's but face. But say if someone's conversing about such situations, mm-hmm. Yeah. But in but in this regard, they they are because they're they're a public figure who's mm-hmm. asked to stand in front of not only a TV camera but an audience, and in turn they took a knee. Yeah, and and like I said, I'm all for it. Yeah, I want I, I want to divide that. Yeah, I, I'm, no. I'm not necessarily playing the devil's advocate. No, you're, you're, but, I like, but I'm asking, no, yeah. what's the construct of the conversation where somebody like Jerry Jones, who I really can't stand, <laughs> you know, quote unquote, pun intended, can't stand. Um, still has the right and the capability to say you work for me though and around here here's the work expectations if you don't like it you don't have a million dollar contract anymore but and that's why cap can't get hired say, because right, all these guys right. are doing that i was gonna right. say call my agent right. tell him to trade me because i'm gonna right. find an organization but nobody gonna pick you up yeah. i mean this and that's the thing yeah and that's the thing yeah okay colin kaepernick did it but this, to be honest, his career was already, eh, you know what I'm saying? It, not, it just but wasn't because of give, that. we give the Athlete of the Year to J.J. Watt because he started a foundation, but Colin Kaepernick put his money where his mouth was. He donated yeah. his time. He donated mm-hmm. millions of dollars, and they were just like, yeah, but the cause wasn't really what we were going for, so we're not going to publicize I mean, he won that. the humanita- Humanitarian Award, right. didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, it was a different uh, kind of ordeal, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, that's just a sports idea. But the thing is, it's like, 
when it comes to situations like that, because at, at this point, because you know I'm pursuing acting or whatnot. If I ever met a director or like you know a situations like that, and something were to happen when it comes to like a racial divide, you, you, my my call times are gonna be at, at, at noon. Like, don't expect me to be there. Because it's important. I gotta have support of my people, and if my people don't support me, then what am I? But what if you're like some of these guys who go out and decide you want to tweet about what your personal life and your political aspirations are, and somebody who is a casting director sees it and goes, nobody wants him anymore, and then then you don't have a job anymore. Then you got to go someplace else because the construct of what mm. they think is acceptable, and they hold the keys, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I would never want you to, to silence yourself because you don't have a right to be a person of color and stand up for those things. But the money is what's leading it. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's the maker, and, and it's unfortunate. And, well, and that's the thing right now. Obviously, I mean, I I'm, I'm at a I'm at a decent where I have a decent plat- platform at the moment around the area. But once I reach at like you know a list area, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it's more susceptible that they need to accept me rather than them accepting you know. Because the thing is, you put Dwayne the Rock Johnson up, and if he if he defends minority, ain't no one gonna not cut him a job. You know what I mean? No. He's still gonna get that. Still gonna get exactly. So until you know, I'm gonna always voice my opinion and whatnot. Even at this point, I'm at a lower plateau right. because people can accept the form that I'm open minded, man. Like like I accept the fact that yeah, uh, some you know some confusions not come into play when it comes to racism or whatnot. And, but the thing is, is like when you're at a higher plateau with that you're able to do it you know people are going to listen to you rather they're going to listen to someone of a smaller descent so i'm saying like j cole kendrick all of them when they speak up for black they're not going to be a white director kanye saying, I don't oh wait did i go too far uh, kanye oh, yeah oh, was, uh, that's I'm a crossword <laughs> no we, profanity on the show we the black delegation <laughs> have decided to pass him to uh, our i'm white sitting here with the president here, 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 here's, here's <laughs> what gonna be, he's gonna be president. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh no, no. no. Dude, yeah. well we've already got one idiot. We don't need the next. Oh nest. yeah, yeah. He got kicked out. Like, well, anyway. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Michael's been very quiet for a while. Let's let him talk for a minute. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Here, here is what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is the word, the word precedence comes to mind, and that is because, you know, it, it you know, what, what I'm hearing is like, okay, so if. We allow this, how does that affect the future? So if I let you do this, I gotta let him do that, and then that could possibly change the game. The thing of it is, that has, that, and I'm, I'm gonna put this in a nutshell, nutshell. The thing that blows me away about the, the uh, kneeling for the NFL is this. People are more mad, excuse my, uh, my grammar, they're more mad at the fact that they're kneeling than why they're kneeling. They don't even want to talk about why they're kneeling. You should be kneeling. So patriotism, is that your religion or or I mean, I mean so what is patriotism? I think mean that's to you? an excuse. Yeah. I think they yeah. know better. They yeah. know, they know what the real argument is and no the doubt. reason for the protest. Yeah. It's another red herring. Yeah. It's like yeah. let me distract you with, oh, it's patriotism, patriotism. <laughs> Please. They know that they know better. Be serious. And, and yeah. that's, that's what I say. Come that's on an excuse on to now. be able to shut someone up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Then my best advice is get rid of the Star Spangled Banner at every event and let people worship how they want to worship and praise how they want to praise. And I'm down with that because when you hear all the verses, you hear of Francis that Scott song, Key's original verses? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. That I is bring the that up. People don't know about that. The piece of crap ever written. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm down with like but getting rid of. But we won. <laughs> uh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 
no, <laughs> man, when it comes to the anthem, I mean, you, people don't look at the historical view of it or what it originally yeah. yeah. They cut there's a lot of cut off spots. And yeah. they also know that Francis Scott Key didn't he own a couple slaves, you know, didn't yeah. he yeah. you know what I mean? He, you know what I'm saying? Like didn't yeah. he wasn't he for it's, right. it's the land of the free as long as you're not kneeling for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Say, no one wants to bring right. up freedom of speech until it gets in the, it's against them. You know, for example, Roseanne got be brave but not on our payroll. Roseanne. Yeah, I was gonna say Roseanne got booted for for yeah, Roseanne got booted. Off of uh, off of Roseanne after she made the comment about the African American lady looking like a monkey. Do you think okay. that was fair? Yes, that was totally fair to get booted off because here's the thing: the same people that support don't support that were the same ones that were giving Colin Kaepernick issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Don't speak up, don't do that. But once Roseanne says someone looked like a monkey, and was, of but African- it, it's very interesting how people want to use the constitution how they want to use it exactly just like, to them for, for just them, like how some comfort. people use yeah. the bible that way don't Maybe use a bible you know? to justify Maybe. slavery yeah. and think that that's okay exactly and it's the thing when people in Pekin are waving their confederate flag oh it's for my it's for the south it's for the south but you know what the south represented they right. wanted the slave they literally killed their own men to make sure slavery was still a thing that's but luckily right. the north got the w now the thing is you want to rep that that's cool but i hope you know that that is a symbol symbolism of racism and that's a, but that's a, when it does come to freedom of speech, they can do that. But as long as they know, argument that says, if I feel like I have the right to say what I want to say, then when do we cut that right off for someone else? Right. When they're a different color, yeah. and when they're different from us, yeah. Yeah. and and it's unfortunate because the conversation, like you said about Roseanne mm-hmm. talking about and saying it or doing something. But what if it was Wanda Sykes? What if it was Chris Rock? Is it just a joke then? Or is it something where you don't have a job anymore either? We, we kid glove a lot of stuff. If, if nobody should be saying it, then nobody should be saying it. You know, and the, that, and that, it's, it's, it's yeah. a struggle. I'm, 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 yeah. not, I, I'm just speaking from my heart. So go ahead. No, no, that's, that's, that's very true. That, I was just, just sitting here thinking. And, you know, I'm going to go back to the 60s. Affirmative action. Mm. Let that marinate. Affirmative action. Here's the deal. Affirmative action was necessary to get people into the, get black people into the flow. It didn't level the playing field. But I had to tell a guy this one time, and we kind of got into a heated exchange. I said, you're mad about affirmative action? I said, I'm going to be honest with you. Wake up your forefathers that look like you and be mad at them. Don't be mad at me. Because if they were still here, they would still be promoting keeping us here. Affirmative action was necessary. So when I see a guy like, I'm not going to say any names, Clarence Thomas, that, <laughs> um, you know, that actually, you know, that's not necessary. I'm not sure why, you know, what that's about. And, and, and he's, he's not the only one, but he's, he's a big name in the game. Man, I get nauseated. I'll throw out another and one. And I'm being Al very Sharpton. kind here. Very kind. But no, I, I just I just think that uh, you know affirmative action was necessary, is necessary, um, and it's it doesn't mean that you know you're being cut out or somebody's taking something from you, dear people. <laughs> it, it was necessary to like I said, it didn't even level the playing field. It just opened up doors so black people could actually get in and other people of color but i'm just saying black people could actually get in we could get accepted at you know but you know who was oddly enough the biggest beneficiary (laughs) of affirmative action is white women 
they if you look at the results of the civil rights movement as mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. white women greatly benefited from that you could say even more so than a lot of black people mm-hmm. and that's a whole other topic yeah. for a whole other show now <laughs> we do need to wrap up and i thank you guys for being so open and so honest about your opinions and no one was wrong today there is you know everyone had something of value to say that is meaningful we need to continue to have these conversations and for my listeners out there who have um, stuck with us for these couple of episodes because this is going to be more than one episode thank you for listening and I encourage you to continue the conversation because that's what it's about life is about relationship it's about getting to know people you know go beyond your comfort zone and get to know people that don't look like you you might want to worship somewhere where people don't look like you sunday to this day is the biggest and most segregated day of the week is sunday we worship with people that look like us we fellowship with people that look like us and until we can get to know other people i think that's going to continue and we're going to continue to have these divides because when you talk to other people that aren't like you you realize that we all want the same things we want to be able to live in peace we want to have prosperity we want our kids to be able to have more than what we had we all really want the same things we just go about getting those things differently so thank you guys for being here and participating and to everyone else out there we want you to join the conversation with us go to the get happy with jay facebook page leave a comment there share your experiences with race and racism and we will respond to you like the page as always subscribe to the podcast and give us a review you can find us on itunes we're on soundcloud google play podcast you can go right to the website gethappywithj.com and listen from there and within the next week or two we are now going to be on spotify as well so we're growing our platform and we are grateful for that so until next week do something to make yourself happy it's not selfish you guys it's self-care